0: Good morning. We begin with tropical cyclone Jasper, which is now forecast across the coast in far north Queensland late this afternoon. Wild conditions are already starting to lash coastal communities with flash flooding and gale force winds predicted in the coming hours. Live now to Joel Dry, who's in Cairns. Joel, what's it like where you are?
1: Oh, and good morning it's pretty wild and woolly but let me tell you this has actually been a pretty good result and i'll explain why overnight cyclone jasper slowed its progress a little bit it was due to get here about midday today now not forecast to cross the coast until about 6pm and what that has done is it meant it's not as close to this morning's high tide which arrived at 9:30 local time so the storm surge threat has diminished somewhat where we are here in machins beach there are a number of properties that were under an extreme risk of being inundated by that storm surge but because of the later arrival of jasper they are now looking like being in the clear when it gets to the coast it will be at a category two level so that will bring with it winds of over 130 kilometers an hour still a large amount of risk associated with this weather pattern when it does finally make landfall in about six or so hours time nonetheless the locals are prepared and don't seem all that concerned it's blowing a bit, and we're getting a bit of a wet bum, but that's about it. Is, so it's
2: big, but it's not big. Yep.
3: But probably it probably will get bigger.
1: Are you local? Yeah. So the destructive winds, the major concern, but also the rainfall. Some parts of far north Queensland could get more than half a metre of rain in a 24-hour period, and I can tell you, it is coming in sheets at the moment. So I won't be surprised if we do get to those levels. Still a lot to be wary about with this cyclone approaching. Authorities say now is not the time to be out and about looking. Stay indoors, wait for, t- for this to pass, and that is not likely to happen until probably early tomorrow morning.
0: All right, thank you very much for the advice. Joel Dry in Cairns, thank you. Let's go now to 7 News meteorologist Tony Auden with the latest on the weather system.
3: Good morning. Well, we are starting to see cyclone Jasper turn west and head towards the Queensland coast at the moment. Uh, checking on the latest forecast track, expect Jasper to move closer to the coast, making landfall somewhere around late afternoon and into the evening. And there is still time for him to reintensify, potentially back up to Category 2. Checking on the likely impacts, wind gusts could peak still up to 140 kilometres an hour uh, near that coastal crossing location through the course of the afternoon and early evening. Rain has started picking up offshore through the morning on the radar here and is just starting to affect these land areas. We can expect more of that heavy rain through the afternoon, evening, overnight, then eventually easing through the day tomorrow as Jasper pushes further inland. But we do still have that risk of very dangerous flash flooding and potentially some flooding across many of these river catchments. And flood watches are current across a large area here right across northern Queensland. It looks like we've escaped the worst with this morning's high tide in terms of storm surge, but with onshore winds lingering off the tail end of jasper into tomorrow we do need to watch for this uh, high tide that's expected at 10 10 a.m in cairns tomorrow morning so still some very severe weather on the way through the course of the afternoon and tonight we do need to keep on top of any changes
0: thanks tony australia's mid-year economic update shows the nation's finances are undergoing a significant turnaround but there's no room for any extra help for struggling families live to canberra and political reporter rob scott rob run us through these numbers
2: well, and not a lot of surprises in this, I've got to say. The headline, though, is that deficits and debt are now a lot lower over the next four years than forecast in the May budget. So for this financial year, the deficit is $1.1 billion, a $12.8 billion improvement. That's due mostly to the government banking 92% of the tax windfalls it's receiving thanks to a strong jobs market and booming commodity prices. Labor's also identified another $10 billion or so in savings and spending reprioritizations i <laughs> As a result, debt is now expected to peak lower at 35% of GDP in 2028, helping to avoid $145 billion in interest costs over the next 12 years. Inflation, while well, it's still high, but it is coming down. It's still on track to fall below 3% by late 2025. No surplus forecast for this year, but Jim Chalmers says the books are in a much stronger position, although there was no new cost of living relief, as you said. The Treasurer says the measures already announced are still flowing through and pumping any more cash into the economy will just light a fire under inflation. This is not a mini budget. Uh, This update is effectively a stock take rather than a long list of brand new measures. Our job is to make sure that our cost of living help is part of the solution rather than part of the problem. We're doing that. Our job is to get the budget in much better nick. We're doing that. So the decision today to save rather than spend will be unpopular even within Labor's own ranks as many backbenchers pressure the Treasurer to do more to help Australians. But Jim Chalmers says getting the budget into a stronger position means there will be more room to offer extra relief in the future. But that won't come until the next budget in May and by then the government will be turning its attention to the next election.
0: Rob Scott reporting from Canberra. Australia has broken with the United States, voting in favour of a ceasefire in Gaza at the United Nations General Assembly. The vote came just hours after the Prime Minister called for the suspension of fighting. Australia was among 153 countries that voted for the ceasefire resolution, 10 voted against and 23 abstained. The decision is a change of pace after Australia abstained in the October ceasefire vote. We see this resolution as the next step towards a sustainable ceasefire. We have consistently said, and I say so again today, a a sustainable ceasefire cannot be one-sided. While the vote is politically significant, it is not binding, unlike a Security Council resolution. An Australian cross-party delegation is visiting Israel. The trip is being led by Shadow Foreign Affairs Minister Simon Birmingham and Labour MP Josh Burns. The group has visited a kibbutz that was attacked by Hamas fighters on October 7. They'll also hold meetings with senior Israeli officials. Singer Jimmy Barnes is undergoing open-heart surgery today. The 67-year-old says he received the bad news yesterday and will be out of action for a while. He says a bacterial infection he's been battling for the past two weeks has spread to his heart. The infection is in a heart valve that was replaced several years ago. Today's surgery will likely see that valve replaced.